Welcome to the CBIA BizCast powered by Google. On this podcast, we dive into stories about Connecticut businesses. Downs Construction actually came to my school. And business leaders. I think it's always also really important to be able to see a path forward. We're shaping the future of Connecticut's economy. Welcome to the BizCast. I'm Amanda Marlowe, and today we are here at Yale New Haven Hospital. We are joined by President and CEO of Yale New Haven Health, Chris O'Connor. Welcome to the BizCast. It's great to be here. We are so excited to have you here. Uh, We know that you've been in this role now uh, since 2022, um, and we're excited to learn about how you've navigated um, and and what's ahead. But first, I want to start by talking a little bit about you. Uh, You... Coincidentally, we're born right across the street, so you are a Connecticut man. <laughs> I was. I uh, I was born at uh, Yale Naiman Hospital. I uh, was a little premature, so uh, needed their special care unit, uh, and grew up here in New Haven. And how did um, your experience here in New Haven kind of shape shape you? Well, my mother uh, was a longtime nurse, started here at Yale New Haven, but then uh, did most of her career at the Hospital of St. Raphael. And uh, that was incredibly influential on both uh, my growing up and watching her and the care that she provided, but also influencing what I wanted to do with my life. I, uh, I started as an ER technician. Uh, when I was a sophomore in college uh, and came home and uh, got a job at St. Rayfield's in their emergency department. Uh, And from there, I knew I wanted to be in healthcare for my career. You were hooked. I was hooked. Was it the pace? Was it the, you know, seeing, helping people, kind of a mix of everything? Uh, All of the above. I, I think the emergency department is just a microcosm of hospitals. I mean, you get to see everybody in all sorts of different states, uh, and you work as a team. And I think that uh, you know that really compelled me to my interest in, in healthcare and wanting to help. And so you started as that emergency room tech, which we know many people in healthcare start in. And how did you get from there to where you are sitting here today? <laughs> I'm not sure I want to reflect <laughs> on that. Uh, I, I really, um, it, it started with, uh, with focusing on, on you know, what I wanted to do next. And I knew that I, I had the interest to combine the clinical and business elements of healthcare. And so I went, uh, after undergraduate, uh, I went to get my graduate degree in hospital administration. I actually stayed at the same school. I, I uh, graduated both undergrad and graduate down in uh, Washington, D.C. at George Washington. And, uh, and then started my career uh, undertaking an administrative residency, which was an amazing experience where I could learn side by side with executives that were doing the work uh, and really be fully exposed to what they did on a daily basis. And, uh, and we actually support fellowship programs here at Yale New Haven Health uh, to this day and find that it is just a great avenue to bring new folks into the career in a way that fully submerges them into the issues that uh, we face on a day-to-day basis. And so definitely you had that administrative background, but you also understood, I mean, your mom was a nurse, you understood that patient care aspect as well. Absolutely, and and you know, I think that was critical, both from the language and understanding you know, what the flow of the hospital, and again, the emergency department experience really does embody 
you know, what some of the push and pull is every day that goes on uh, in hospitals across the country. Were there things that you saw even as a, a younger person where you said, you know what, this needs, this needs looking at, this needs change? Well, I, you know, I think the focus, uh, the, the administrative connection to this frontline staff has always been something that, you know, I feel is, is critical. And uh, you know, whether it be through rounding, whether it be through open forums, wh whatever that vehicle is, um, to try and decrease the disconnect between that frontline staff caregiver who is, you know, really doing the yeoman's work for hospitals on a day-to-day -day basis uh, and what our policy and decisions are from an administrative perspective. So that really got instilled to me. I mean, there were many late night conversations with nurses uh, that, uh, you know, it really pushed that issue uh, front and center from my perspective. And you've had a number of experiences over the years. One that I'm sure stands out to you um, is working down um, after Hurricane Katrina. You were down south at the time. Tell us about that and kind of how that how that shaped you a little bit. Yeah, I, I, really a profound experience. And, and it started during the evacuation of New Orleans. So I was down at the Ochsner Clinic, which is uh, in New Orleans. And uh, we were one of three hospitals that remained open throughout the storm. Um, and and I, I lived across the lake, uh, Lake Pontchartrain in Mandeville, Louisiana. And I, I remember vividly driving into the hospital on the Sunday of the storm and everybody was going out. And I was the only car driving back into the city. Um, and, you know, it, it really was a profound experience. I mean, obviously the storm itself was frightening. Uh, you know, the, it was obviously very impactful, um, but the team came together. Uh, we had a number of issues that we faced and we had to overcome, including, you know, power outages, water outages, uh, heat and, and other issues that uh, were a result of equipment failure that happened uh, after the storm. But what really was profound were the people uh, coming together to serve. And that was they're at putting their life in peril, which I had never experienced in healthcare before, where actually staff were at risk. And, uh, and, and it was amazing how that coalesced uh, the team and you know, at the end of the day, it was still just about the care. And, you know, it, it's a, a beacon for me that will always remain in my career. And uh, and it, it happens across the country. And I know the people in Florida just faced their experience. And uh, I just sit and marvel at the commitment of our colleagues who uh, just selflessly give of themselves day in and day out. After Katrina, um somehow between then and now you've, you've come back home. Uh, tell me, you know, about how you got here. So I, I originally went to Boston after Katrina and then the CEO role at uh, the hospital St. Raphael opened up and I had the opportunity to apply for that. And thankfully I uh, was, uh, was accepted into that role. And I returned back in uh, 2009. Was that something that you always kind of had your, your heart set on? It was a dream job for me. Uh, and, uh, and then the reality quickly hit that the hospital St. Raphael couldn't stand on its own because of its financial position. So we began the acquisition process and then began to work with Yale New Haven. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I, I wasn't sure that I would be moving over to Yale New Haven, 
Uh, and it wasn't until about a month before the transaction closed in September of 2012 uh, that I learned that I would have a potential opportunity here. And, uh, and I'm thrilled I have. And uh, it's been a wonderful uh, road since then. Well, we're certainly happy to have you here. And how did that, you know, St. Rayfields was a, it was a personal place for you. It was. Um, but then you were also leading it and realizing the finances. How did you differentiate between your personal connection and what was right for the business? I mean, did it kind of go hand in hand? Um, I, you know, you, you really had to compartmentalize that. I, you know, my mom was still working there and, uh, and, it was uh, it was very personal, and you know I had to do my job was to put it in the best position for the longest term that I could, and you had to depersonalize any of the decisions in order to do that, and um, and so there was there were some hard decisions that needed to be made, and and some difficult days, but um, but you know reflecting back, I will tell you I, I I feel very strongly that Yale New Haven has been the best partner for the hospital St. Rayfield. That campus is thriving. We talked about the neuroscience investment that's being made there. That uh, you know there's more people working there today on that campus than there were when I uh, started. You know went back in 2009. So it really has grown and is uh, a robust part of the Yale New Haven health system. And now we've had an, another experience where you saw, you know, colleagues walking into the front lines um, and you were taking over the hospital at that time um, in the height of the pandemic, really. Tell me about, you know, how those two experiences really, that Katrina experience helped you navigate the pandemic. Well, so in Katrina, I think one of the things that we learned is communication is paramount. And I, I think some of those examples, we could carry over into the pandemic. Katrina was, you know, a, a day and a half storm, and then the aftermath of the floods obviously were a longer duration. Katrina has been, uh, I'm sorry, uh, COVID has been three years, and you know we're still in it, and you know that we're still facing right now. We have patients hospitalized with COVID infection, and uh, and our teams are still worn down by it. Uh, and they're still, I think, facing uh, fatigue as a result of, of the work that ha uh, has taken place. Just amazing that, that, you know, again, when we didn't have a lot of information and there was great fear around the potential risk of infection, and our people came to work every day to care for others. Uh, if you can't be inspired by that commitment, I don't know could inspire you. It's It truly has been life-changing, and uh, I am eternally grateful for the team here at Yale New Haven Health and how they responded to COVID-19. It's really, the, the pandemic has had a fundamental impact on healthcare. Um, what are some of the things that you've seen um, that you, the biggest impact that you've, you've seen? It's been on the people uh, and the fact that uh, we had so many people leave the industry as a result of, of just the enduring uh, commitment that was needed and, and the fact that folks said, you know, I, I've given as much as I can. I need to now focus on me. And, and they stepped away. And, you know, that left us in a completely different uh, in, from an employee perspective uh, and workforce perspective uh, dilemma. We, we needed to fill roles and do it in ways that we had never done before. We're creating new partnerships with schools and 
uh, and community partners to, to support that growth and development of our workforce. So it, it's forced us to change, which I think, you know, in the long run will be positive. Uh, but in the short term, it's been a burden and, uh, and it's put an economic uh, burden on us that we're working our way through. Uh, and most organizations have had to, uh, to to do things differently as a result of that challenge. There's always been an interest, I think, in healthcare in terms of workforce. There's always probably been a pretty steady stream. And now it's really the first time that you said, oh, you know, it's it's not the same. I, it, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that change is, you know, it, it, the immediate reaction has been to, to really pay more for what we need. Um, but I think what's going to happen over the long term is, you know, we're going to have to redo the work that we fundamentally do and change it because we're not going to have enough nurses to take care of uh, our patients the way that we used to. We're not going to have enough doctors, I think. So at the end of the day, we're going to have to do more uh, with less utilized technology and, uh, and, and do things differently to support those care members uh, in the work that they do. And we've got an aging population, which do. which doesn't, you know, help when we know that they're going to have to be filling these hospitals. That's right. So tell me about, you mentioned partnerships. Let's talk about some of those partnerships um, that, that Yale New Haven Health has really, you know, ha- had been ongoing, but really sparked in the last few years. Well, it's been with a, a lot of the universities and uh, community colleges. We have a great relationship with Gateway right here in New Haven. We've developed uh, wonderful relationships with universities uh, across the state. Uh, and they're really pivotal because we need all of them. And, uh, you know, really they, they have stepped up. Um, you know, each year uh, universities across the country have qualified candidates for programs in nursing, for instance, that they just don't have enough resources to fill the seats. Um, so we need to come together and find ways to open that pipeline and to do that work. Uh, in a way that produces more nurses and people interested to go into healthcare, for instance. And um, what are some other initiatives that you guys have have started as a result? Or I know one of them, um, the neuroscience building that really had started before the pandemic. It did. Where are we at with that? So that's an amazing. Uh, it's it's the largest construction project Yale New Haven Health has undertaken. It's over eight hundred and forty million dollars uh, of investment. It's uh, steel is going up right now on our uh, St. Raphael's campus, uh, and uh, we're hoping to uh, have the building complete in twenty twenty six and occupied in twenty twenty seven. And what's the building going to be used for? So it, it's really bringing together uh, our most critical services and focusing around neurosciences and both leveraging the research that takes place within the university and at the medical school here uh, at Yale uh, and developing new treatments and therapies for some of the most impactful diseases that, uh, that folks have suffered through Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, I mean, all those neuroscience uh, neurodegenerative diseases that we haven't had many new treatments or cures certainly uh, in a long time, and you know we believe we can make an impact uh, right here in New Haven from the, both the faculty uh, that the university is investing in and the care that we provide as the health system. Yeah, and that relationship is so important. You know, you've got some of the top uh, medical students and scientists studying right here. Uh, how do you think that you know? For the future, 
is it looking bright in terms of what comes out of, um, of Yale? So one of my primary focuses uh, when I took on this role was building the alignment and relationship with the Yale School of Medicine. And uh, Nancy Brown, who's the Dean of the Medical School and I have worked extremely hard to, uh, to forge a deeper and more robust relationship. And in doing so, uh, we believe we can be mutually beneficial. One, we can help support the bench research that has taken place and it's really cutting edge, the, the work that's being done uh, at the school. And then uh, with their help, we can begin to translate that research into patient care at our bedside. And that co collaboration is something that we believe is absolutely unique. Uh, we're in a wonderful position that we can be world-class right here in New Haven. Yeah, it's definitely a partnership that is unique. Um, you know, just because of, I think, the, the direct locations between the two. Obviously, a lot of universities have partnerships, but, you know, you have the best and brightest wanting to come study at Yale, and then they're working in the hospitals here. Yeah, and, and one of the great things, it's not just in New Haven. We're able to spread that throughout our system. Yeah. And so across our entire network, uh, that those students and residents and trainees, uh, as well as faculty, have been able to provide the cutting-edge care uh, from Westerly, Rhode Island to Greenwich, Connecticut. And how do these, um, this cutting edge care or the idea of working around that help attract the workforce as well? Well, that certainly is our pitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and we believe it's critical because we are offering the latest and, and most complex uh, treatments. And, and you can do it in an environment that teaching is part of who we are. Uh, it's one of our core missions. And so learning and developing new skill sets and growing within our system is something that we believe is a cornerstone of, of uh, what we can offer. On top of the Yale community, um, Yale New Haven Health is really big within the overarching community of New Haven and also the other areas um, where you serve. Tell me about the importance of, of community and helping the hospital succeed. Well, as you started with, you know, I grew up here. So this community is incredibly important. Uh, we are not going anywhere. Uh, I know there's been some businesses that have chosen to, to leave Connecticut. Um, we can't. We're, we're here for good. And, uh, and we believe and we have to contribute to the growth and success of the state uh, and our regions around us. So um, we're, we're committed to that and, uh, and everything we do and for our employees as well as for programs uh, is about making our communities better, safer, and, uh, and our people healthier. So one of the big events that just passed was the 13th annual Closer to Free Ride. It benefits the Smilo Cancer Center, um, or Cancer Hospital, and the Yale Cancer Center. Tell me about that. It's been a long time um, tradition, really, for some people, and it brings the community together, also benefits the patients. What's it, the importance? It's really a fantastic event. I've had the privilege to ride in it uh, since I joined the organization, and, uh, and to see everybody coming together uh, and doing it with the sole focus to beat cancer. Everybody's been touched by cancer, um, and I think very personally. And, uh, and so uh, it's a very personal ride for folks. So whether you're riding 10 miles or riding 100, um, it's just amazing to watch the commitment of the team members uh, and the riders themselves who have just worked so hard to fulfill that ambition to get across the finish line. And 
Uh, and it really embodies, you know, that survivorship uh, chase as well in terms of, you know, never give up, you know, fight to the end. And, uh, and, and so many people have done that on a daily basis. And we're so proud of the care and the work that goes on at Smilo and the Yale Cancer Center. Yeah, and as you know, someone who lives in the community, it's it's great to see so many people coming together. Um, you know, to remind everyone, yes, the hospital's here. They're serving these patients every day. Um, you know, and throughout the health system. Uh, so definitely a, a great event. It's a fantastic event. And you know, as we look for the future, what what's next for Yale New Haven Health? What are some of your visions um, as we? You know, obviously the pandemic really isn't over, but we're, we are stepping into a bit of a new chapter. Yeah, I, I think it's continuing to grow. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to look at areas to expand uh, and continue to be able to deliver the best care to the people that we serve. And, and you know, that's the mission. And, you know, we're committed to it and really excited about what the future holds. So as you take a step back um, and, and think about what these past few years have been, um, what are some of, as a leader, what are some of the, the biggest things that you've learned maybe about yourself or, you know, about your leadership style and, and how it has to adjust maybe? I, you know, I, I think we're, I, I've learned that uh, you have to persevere, that, you know, that, that it's harder. And I think the environment gets more difficult um, and you have to rely on your team more and more. Uh, we have a phenomenal team here at Yale New Haven Health. Uh, I am so privileged to work with all of my colleagues, uh, and uh, and and I think that's something that you know you just really lean on when those times are are more and more difficult. And uh, I think we've experienced that more acutely over the pandemic. That has really risen to say you know you have to work with each other. You also have to step back. I, I think one of the things that uh, I didn't do during Katrina that. Uh, happened because of the duration of the pandemic was you have to step back and, and take a break and take care of yourself during this process as well. Um, and I think as leaders, you know, that's something that, you know, we, we don't really talk about. It creates a vulnerability, uh, but I think it's been very important. And, uh, and I think it served me well uh, to reinvigorate and get back in and do the work because, you know, again, it's, it's a marathon. Well, just like everyone else, people burn out, right? right. <laughs> Even the best leaders, um, you know, and you don't want to get to that point where you're making decisions, but your head's not really there. Um, and I think that's that's important. Well, and you're on stage all the time. I mean, you know, you, you are, you know, the poster child of the organization. And so uh, it, it's really important that you are, when you are on, you're able to be on. Uh, and uh, and the only way to do that is to make sure the batteries are fully charged. Do you think that's given you an understanding too of you know what the people around you are going through? Oh, I, or the I, need for that? Absolutely. But you know what they're doing. I mean, I marvel at, and you know they have been working in an environment that is you know incredibly difficult. So um, you know. Obviously, my job is to help to support that and to ensure that they have the resources that they need to, to do their work. Um, that's been more difficult uh, with the financial pressures. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's a cycle and we have to all do our jobs to be successful. But um, but I, I really do marvel at our caregivers. Yeah, it's pretty incredible to see what they're doing every day. And um, I think, you know, everyone's looking forward to seeing uh, what's next for Yale New Haven Health and uh, 
these buildings that are going up, uh, it'll be it's something exciting. for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much for uh, being part of the BizCast and thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen, like, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review and let us know if you have ideas for future podcasts. And as always, you can see a full list on cbia.com.